That was a fun time. That was a fun time. All right, everybody back up on your feet, back up on your feet. Next service, we're going to fix that. I like it like this a little better. All right, now listen, I asked, come out here, Father. Come out here, Father. All right, so I told Dad, I said, Dad, you got to sing a little bit when you come to church. Can he sing for you a little bit? Now, Dad's from the old school. Anybody from the old school? Look, I told you, I told you. Can you tell by his hair? That's, a, that's the length of his years he's been saved. It gets longer and higher and wider. Is that right? Okay, so you should sing a song that we that, uh, that you sang for years called Walking in My New Shoes. All right, so when you get to heaven, here's the idea. Why don't you explain the song? My goodness. Um, <laughs> I've never had to explain this song before. It should because it's ridiculous. <laughs> Listen, no, the song is Walking in My New Shoes, meaning that when you get to heaven, you're not going to be taking this old body with right. you. You're going to be wearing new shoes when you get to heaven. Is that all right? All, all right. right, and I'll play. You ready? I'm ready. All right, now, again, Dad's a participation type person, so oh, you gotta yeah. clap, you gotta cheer, you gotta act. Uh, there you go. There you go. Come on, come on. Dad's passing out snakes after Woo! church. Well, I start out with night crawlers. I don't work all the way. <laughs> we are joking about the snakes. <laughs> Just so. All right, big time. <laughs> Who's ready to worship? Down in this life here, we have our troubles. We meet with burdens on every hand. But someday yonder, there'll be no more sorrow. While I'll be walking with Jesus in a brand new land.
give him honor and glory. Give him honor and glory. Do it again, do it again, do it again, do it again. Though Satan tempts you with a pretty picture, he'll try to steal y'all. Y'all doing good. Was that fun or what? Now you can see why I'm a little screwed up because he's majorly screwed up. Are you tired? A little bit. Well, we'll give, you, <laughs> we'll give you a minute to recover. So dad, the reason we wanted to do this was because uh, we wanted people to see. You want this? I do. Let me open I didn't it know they was both for you, so. <laughs> Well, here, take one of them. There you go. Thank you. I'm tired from playing. I don't know if you're tired from singing. We're good. So, Dad, the reason we wanted to do this was because we want people to know that the, about the faithfulness of God through the years of life. Okay. And why don't you, let's start here. Number one, who's your favorite kid? <laughs> well, it couldn't be you because you told them I wasn't your dad, so... <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> That's whatever parent says, right? There's no favorites, no favorites. But he always was convinced that he was mine. But I love him all the same. I love him. When, how many kids you got? Well, this is how you count them, okay? We have four that me and my wife had together, and another one is in heaven. And then we took in two boys. So I guess if you counted it all up, they was a total of seven. And so we took in two boys that never had a dad or a mom. And so we thank the Lord for that. God's just good. So seven. All right, so tell us about when you came to faith in Christ. Okay. Well, um, I had been in a bad wreck when I was 16 years old. And I'll try to make it quick. Um, so I was in a bad wreck at 16 years old, ended up in the hospital on all kind of pills, and um, they had me on everything, and I got addicted to all kind of nerve pill medicine of every kind you can imagine. And I tried a couple times to take my life and overdosed on them and all that kind of stuff. And um, so then, uh, if you can believe it or not, I got down to eyes about this big around. <laughs> and uh, that's the only part of all of that that I miss. 
And so, anyhow, um, I ended up in the hospital for a whole month in, up in Akron, Ohio. I was in the hospital about a whole month. And uh, my sister called me, and she said, you're going to have to uh, go to church, Johnny, because you're going to die if you don't turn your life around. Promise me you'll go this Sunday. And I said, I'll go this Sunday if you don't never bug me about it again. Don't ask me nothing. Don't invite me nowhere. She goes, I promise. But how many know that church folks play dirty sometimes? <laughs> and she got on the phone with every church she could think of and had all kind of prayer lines going. My brother's going to church Sunday at 10 o'clock. You need to absolutely be praying for him to get saved or he's going to die. And so I thought, where am I going to go to church? Because anywhere I had ever been, Everybody just sitting there just like this. Nobody's lifting their hands. Nobody's saying amen. Nobody's yeah. singing any lively songs. And so my aunt said, well, I know of a church. And she goes, I've never been there, but people's told me about it. And I went in, and I didn't know nothing about Pentecostal churches. And everybody is in there playing every kind of instrument. I mean, they had spoons and washboards and, and tambourines and <laughs> passing out tambourines at the door and guitars and <laughs> bass players and all this stuff. And I was like, where has this been all my life? And the people were up and they were rejoicing. And I heard people speaking in tongues and I didn't even know what that was. And I heard one over here doing that, one over here doing that. I looked at my aunt and I said, my gosh, I said, there's a whole bunch of people in here from around the world. <laughs> and I was serious. <laughs> and, Tell uh, them about when that guy hugged you. Oh, <laughs> So this man come up and hugged me. I didn't never know what dancing the spirit was, shouting nothing. This man said, I just want to welcome you here. Everybody's up, and I'm just grinning, watching all this go on. People's running in the aisles and just crying and going to the altars. And this man come up to me, and, and uh, is this the story you want me to tell? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so, he, so he grabbed a hold of me, and when I hugged him, he just grabbed a hold of me, and he was like, <laughs> And I was like, Wow. <laughs> you know, they always say if you're in a Pentecostal church, it's either going to cause you to run out the door or run to the altar. <laughs> well, I run to the altar, and uh, God saved me, and my pastor preached on love that day, and that's the first time I witnessed God's love. So that's how I got saved. We got a picture. Show a picture of uh, oh, when he... What are you... Heavenly Father, what are you doing? Can you see it? Ah. This is when my dad we used to be my mom. <laughs> Woo, is that what you looked like before you came to Jesus? Or is that yeah, after that's, you? No, that's a before thing. Yeah, I would say. <laughs> show, show the picture where he's holding the Bible. Look what Jesus did. Hello, Not that God, one. Son. Look at that. Woo! Look what the Lord has done. I'm going to be honest. You looked a lot more fun before you came to Christ. <laughs> You said that he, he was preaching on the love of God. Tell about that moment. He was just preaching on the love of God. And he, do you ever just feel like when a preacher is, is preaching, he's staring just at you? Has anybody ever just thought Pastor Ethan is just staring just at you? <laughs> and there's a bazillion people in here. Well, that's how my pastor was. He was preaching and he just seemed like he was staring at me the whole time, even though I'm sure he wasn't. But I was so under conviction and felt that love of God and just realize there's something in this room that I have never witnessed before. There's power of God in this room. Yeah. And so he looked, and he was just looking at me, and I always told my aunt, I wish he'd quit looking at me long enough so I could look at him. 
<laughs> and so anyhow, so then at altar call, everybody had their head bowed and he was crying and he looked back to me and he said, son, you need to stop running. And I didn't know him at all. He said, God loves you and he wants to take you just as you are. That's all I needed. And I went to the altar and cried like a baby. Like I said, I was just a little thing. My <laughs> hair was long, and I knelt down at that altar. And when I got up, I had cried, just tears laying all over the altar. And I was just bawling like crazy and stood up and looked horrible. I, looked, I was all stringy wet and everything, and that stood up. And he said, ain't this beautiful church? Don't he look great? <laughs> I was like... <laughs> But God saved me, and I've been, you know, on this journey ever since. Haven't always been what I needed to be to him. But I'm telling you, church, he has never let me down. Never. God. Jesus. Never. And then at some point, you started feeling drawn to ministry. Yeah. How old were you when you started feeling drawn to do that? I was 18 when I got saved. And then um, at 19 years old, um, there was some young men in the church that sang and stuff, and, and they heard me sing, probably because I just butted right in there, you know, and just thought, let me, I'll show you what I can do. And uh, so, no, I didn't, but anyhow, they, <laughs> yeah, right. I thought about it, but I didn't. Yeah, right. But um, anyhow, so they, they heard me sing, and uh, I started traveling with them, and then, I, you know, I traveled with the singing group forever, and then, I've, you know, just done a lot of different things. And I, got, I got something I want to show them. You go. Oh, I never. There's a bunch of little surprises. I'm sure I had no clue what he was, what he was doing. I got. Dad saved us every single record and tape that he ever did. Oh Lord, I'll show you. This was. Uh, oh, this was my favorite one right here. I think the camera can do what it needs to do. I think we saw that kind of like that. Look at that. <laughs> Where did he go, right? <laughs> Look that way a little bit. Well, we Smile. <laughs> and he did all kinds of, so here's, what was the band called, Dad? Friends of Jesus. Yeah, here's a bunch of your records from back in the day. I have, I have one of every, right, Dad? Yeah, you should have. I have all the tapes. Since you're my favorite, he should That's have, right? right? <laughs> but I want to show him this one here. That man right there is who led him to Christ. Yes, right he did, there. for sure. Like Look, a second father to me. But all those, uh, we want to bring Nova over? You want to bring Nova over real quick? That's the name of the camera, just in case people are wondering what that means. But you got something? Can you get a I shot on thinking, that? I was thinking, I don't think I ever met Nova. Yeah. <laughs> Look at my father. Look at that. Look at that stallion. Woo! He was fine, wasn't he? He was fine. <laughs> <laughs> Let's find it. Here's a better one. Look at that. This is the 90s mustache era. Is that what this is? Mm -hmm. This was taken in Mississippi. <laughs> but that gentleman right there is who led him to Christ, Wesley. Yeah, wonderful man of God yeah. in heaven now. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> so, Dad, when you started doing, tell about that time where that guy called you out in service. Remember that big arena you were in and that guy called you out? He was a bigger name preacher. Yeah, but don't say his name. Yeah. So I was. Uh, the microphone works. Yeah, here we go. Thank you, son. Thank you. Since he's wanting to put me in a nursing home today, so. 
Got to point out everything to me. Um, <laughs> but anyhow, uh, yeah, I went to um, just shortly, been saved just very little, but God had plans for me. And so I went to a, a big civic center, and uh, there was a man in there, well-known preacher, and he was, was preaching. And um, I was really honored to get to know. And I'm sitting up in the, in the balcony, and I, I was just thrilled to get to be there. And he was preaching the Word of God, just preaching. And all of a sudden, he stops, and there's just, there's way, 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 as big as this crowd is, you know, it was a big civic center, and everybody was in there. And he stopped everything he do, was doing, and he said, you up there. And he just stopped. And I knew it. I knew he was talking to me. And he said, uh, he said, you up there, you got something for me? Bless you, Jesus. Thank you. <laughs> and he said, uh, God just spoke to me, and he said, you got a big call on your life. Stand up. Well, the man that I was singing with just stands up. <laughs> and I was like, Okay. I missed that blessing. <laughs> I was never fast on my feet. <laughs> so so he, he stands up and bless his heart. That, that minister looked, he said, not you, the one beside you. And I knew it was me. I could, my heart, did you ever just get to where your heart, you know, God is speaking, you know, and he's just, whoo, Jesus. So I just stood up and he began to tell me, he said, you're gonna be preaching you're going to be singing. He didn't know me at all. He said, you're going to travel. God's got work on you. You've been through a whole bunch of mess, but God has turned stuff around. And son, don't you never look back. And I just was bawling and squalling, and so was the man next to me. <laughs> but anyhow, so God's just put me on a journey for sure. He has put me on a journey, but I'm to the place and always God had made me, you know, I said if anybody famous or anything would ever walk up to me and say, you're not called, you can't sing, you're not supposed to do this, you're not supposed to do that. I have, you know, there's an old song that says, you've come too late to tell me. God isn't real. That God isn't real. So he is definitely real and been real. Whew, anybody feel that? Hey. Somebody just Jesus. jerk with him. Just get a little jerk hey. down. Glory to God. But he has been real in my life for all of these many years. And like I said, I haven't always been what I should have been to him, but he has always been faithful to me. Jesus, amen, yes. You should tell him, okay, so you, 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 that church you got saved at, you stayed at. Yeah, and 20 years. 20 years stayed at that, and it wasn't a big church, just 60 no, people small, or something. Yeah. All those years he served as pastor for 20 something years and, and just stuck it out when he, when he transitioned. Now we'll get to that in a moment. He was doing like 11 jobs at the time. Yeah. But he was attending that little church and in came a woman. Tell about that. Hussy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, you're talking about your mom, I yeah. suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> and she's going to be watching that. Yeah. Oh, you're in so much trouble. Yeah. Now, you for sure, you ain't her favorite now. <laughs> but uh. she... Uh, Hold I on, let me tell this. My mom <laughs> came to church in a red dress, right? That's what you said. I just know she was pretty. Well, if that's what I said, that's what we're going with. Okay. <laughs> and she was engaged to another man. I know, right? <laughs> and my father saw her, and you, uh, you were creepy. 
Tell what happened. Well, I, I, because I traveled all the time, I never could meet anybody because I'm always somewhere else. That's I, the lamest. He's not desirable. <laughs> <laughs> the, I never could meet nobody. So. There's some people that play hard to get. There's some that play hard to want. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead. So anyhow, I said, Lord, you're going to have to bring somebody to this little church because we was home every Sunday. Sometimes we traveled Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you know, and come back home. And I said, I can't meet anybody, Lord, going all these different places. And, I, you know, how do I meet somebody? And then somebody brought her to church. And I just turned around to look at the clock and I seen her sitting back there. And I thought, wow, she's really pretty. And I'm sure she was thinking the same thing about me. <laughs> Woo, he's really pretty. And uh, so, <laughs> anyhow, um, <laughs> so this is funny now. I don't know if Ethan wants me to tell this part or not, but anyhow, so uh, I just thought, I just want to be married. You know, I was 25 year old, I just wanted to be married. And so I said, uh, we talked a few times after church. And then I said, um, you want to go on a date? And she says, yeah. So we went to the uh, Wayne County Fair up in, in Wayne County, Ohio. And we was walking through, and, and the last barn we went through, I thought, I'm going to ask her to marry me. And it was the hog barn. <laughs> and I thought, I'm going to ask her to marry me tonight. And I had one date. So we got to the parking lot, and I said, hey. I started bawling. She goes, what's the matter? And I said, I just want to be married. And I said, I can't never find nobody, and blah, 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 this, that, and the other. And I, I just always pour everything out there. It's a wonder everybody didn't run like fire. You know, I don't know. <laughs> And I said, uh, I, I just want to be married. And uh, I said, I just took a deep breath. I said, if I was asking you to marry me tonight, would you marry me? And she said, I sure would. And then I thought, what kind of woman would marry a man on the first day? <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, so two days later, we went and got engagement rings. And two days after that, we got married. <laughs> Never told my family anything. <laughs> and they all knowed how a prankster and stuff yeah, that I was. Yeah, there you go, mom and dad. And me and mama. And uh, so anyhow, but we got married. And when the next day, I went to sing and she went to work. And, uh, oh, oh, there was a little restaurants back at the time. And our little honeymoon that night, we went to B Burger Chef to eat. <laughs> Burger Chef. Burger Chef. And uh, so anyhow, then... When I called my parents the next day, I said, hey, I need to tell you something before I go sing. They go, what are you, you going to tell us? I said, I got married last night. And mom said, you, you what? I said, I got married last night. She says, to who? <laughs> and uh, then my dad was in the background because he knowed me so well. Dad, daddy said, what's he telling you? Mom said, he said he got married last night. He goes, oh, he's lying. <laughs> Anyway, that's that little story, and we're still together. Yeah, we're still together. All these kids later and grandkids later and all of that. So I think we got a picture. You got a picture of us as kids, real young? You got a picture of us? There we go. I'm definitely adopted. I don't look like the rest of you at all. Oh, Jesus. I'm just saying. So, so then over time, you felt called to pastor. Yep. And then you went into the pastorate when you, you started a church in your living room. Started a church in my living room and uh, was there a year. And 
then we outgrowed that and we went into a tiny storefront and we was there a year. Show that storefront. We got a picture, you got a picture of that one too. There's the first storefront on the left. <laughs> Only yeah, the just, left. Yeah. yeah. And I felt real good. I said, we're going to have to uh, buy something or build on because we, we packed and we, because we had 50 people crammed in there. Wasn't it $400 a month to rent it? Something like yeah. that. $450? Yeah. Only the left. <laughs> Just keep that in mind. Yeah. And then you went to your next location. Which was this one up here. the street. So this, the, it's not all of it. Chris took these pictures. He did a horrific job. <laughs> but anyway, this is uh, that whole thing, the green top. Yeah, so everything you, underneath there. And you had three storefronts and, uh, let me just tell you something. You don't need a room like this to have the presence of God. We thank God for this room, but there are good guys and good girls doing it simple, and they're reaching people for Christ. Anyway, so he did that. How long were you there for? Seven years. Yeah. Seven years there. And then you wanted, you were, we're talking about the faithfulness of God today, and you just kept praying, God, I need a building. I yes. got to figure out what's next. I got all these people. We're cramming in that. In the summer, we would open those doors, and it was a bar up the road, and people that were drunk would come stumbling in. Like, everybody else in here is drunk, too. Let's get down. And they'd come in and dance and everything while yeah. we were singing and everything. Yeah. Tell, tell them about that time. that I've told some of it, but tell the time that guy came in and tried to kill you. Okay. Well, here he sits. <laughs> 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 so anyhow, um, so we were in church one night, and I just really knew when stuff like this happens, you know, the Bible always talks about, you know, uh, where there's uh, good, evil is always present around me or whatever. I'm sure I misquoted that big time. Oh, good job. Yeah, thank you. That's in the book of Hesitations. <laughs> <laughs> because I hesitated. <laughs> but anyhow, so we was, <laughs> you shouldn't have given me no mic, I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm preaching next service. <laughs> so uh, we were in the service and I had a man there and he was preaching. He was up there just preaching the house down and I knew the devil was mad at what we were doing. And so in walked uh, a woman who had left her husband for beating her all the time and she was sitting in the back of the church. And so uh, somebody came and told me, said, Pastor, this man's back here pulling and yanking on her hair and all this, and uh, while this man is preaching. So I just snuck back through there and just tried to act like I'm just, you know, uh, most, pre most preachers be like, I'm just gonna get a drink of water, but I was going back through there, woo <laughs> Just to make it look normal. So <laughs> Normal, that's normal. That's normal. <laughs> And so when I, when I went past another man, the Holy Ghost spoke to me and said, do not turn your back on that man. He come to kill you. And so I didn't know him. I said, how you doing? But then I just kind of backed into the row with the other man that was pulling on his wife's hair. It was a good service that night. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And so this man is just preaching up a storm. The house is full. And so... I kept looking over at that man because he's watching me and I'm scolding this man, let go of her hair, get to the back of the church, stop interrupting the service. I kept doing that, watching him and the Spirit of God just kept saying, don't turn your back, don't turn your back. And I turned my back, kind of like Lot's wife. <laughs> I turned my back and I looked over to make sure this man here got the message. We had never had nothing like that happen. So in one night all this happens and I hear a woman just go, oh my gosh, 
And I turn around and this man is right here and he has a big old knife. It's all serrated and all that. And he's ready to just fillet me like a big old fish. <laughs> and uh, so normally, you know, I'm the type of person, I'd be like, I want my mom now. <laughs> I want my mom. And, uh, <laughs> but I was so mad at, you know, the power of God just come on me. I thank God he's always there when we need him. And I turned around to him. Why, this man never missed a beat while he was preaching. And I turned around and I said, give me that knife. And he put it in his pocket. He goes, I don't have no knife. I said, you better give me that knife. Well, the, right there, a bunch of men just came up and, and, and got a hold of him. Um, he then went to the altar that night. Now, whether he really confessed God or did whatever, but when he went up there, he laid his, that knife on there. But the Spirit of God told me he came here because of what you're doing. It made the enemy mad. And so that's when I just really knew, Lord, you've got something serious for our church. Then we, from there, you know, we moved into a, a bigger place. But the devil tries to put fear on us sometimes to get you to stop what you're doing. That's right. And I went forward anyway, no matter what come or what went. Jesus. Mm. God. So dad had $40,000 in the bank trying to find a building, and he felt that the, that the Spirit of God spoke to him and said to give all of it away. And he had all these people trying to figure out what we're going to do, where we're going to go, and you gave all that money away, is I that did. right? I did. Gave all that money away. The moment he gave all the money away, a building came open, and, and dad was like, perfect, and uh, he had no money to get it. So then you had to start fundraising to get it. You had to start uh, get money, and, and you were able to raise the down payment, which was forty thousand. Yes, right? the raise that this small congregation from September to January we had, had to, to come raise up with that. forty thousand dollars for a small church. Yeah, you know. and forty thousand dollars to get the down payment to get in. Now this was just a machine shop, and so then Dad didn't have any money to get it started on the inside, but he was just glad they got it. And then tell about uh, the McFadden's. Oh, okay. So. Uh, I didn't, we didn't have the money, and we're going like crazy, but I knew God spoke to me and said, you're gonna have to plant a seed in order to get this next step. And so I was just crazy like that. Well, let's just do it. Let's just do it. And I know that maybe there were some people that thought, oh my gosh, what is he doing? But I heard from God. I knew I did. And so this building come open. We're trying to raise money. The man who owned it said, you know what? If you can come up with it by January 1st or 2nd, uh, we'll do this. We'll do it. And he said, I'll hold it just for you. And he says, can you do it, Pastor? I said, yes, we can. Yes, we can. And uh, I know there were several people that was like, can we do it, Pastor? I'm like, yes, we can. Yes, we can. We're going to do it. Get behind the vision. Go with it. Believe God. But I knew that God had spoke to me. So anyhow, so we had uh, no money. And then we finally was able to get the money raised up. Then we had nothing to put in it but we just brought in our old pews from the other church and set them around here and there, and it was a way bigger building, but we just was making it work. We would work all week long and then uh, you know, try to do this. So a preacher said, I want to take you out to eat. And I said, okay. Is this a snowstorm thing? Mm -hmm. So anyway, so the big, uh, there was a big old blizzard for real was happening, and this preacher calls me and he <clears> says, hey, my life's a mess. He's a pastor. He said, my life is a mess. I need you to come talk to me. I'm at Ryan's restaurant. Well, when he said Ryan's restaurant, you know, <laughs> well, sure, I'm going, you know. <laughs> so uh, Debbie Lynn, my wife, had took the car, and the good car, and I had the <laughs> rough car where the tires 
were about going flat and the windshield wipers didn't hardly work and it's just blizzard crazy. So we go to Ryan's and he was just telling me how low he was. I really didn't want to go because how bad the weather was. And it took me forever to get there. And I go in Ryan's and it's just him and his wife and his grandson sitting there. And nobody else is in that restaurant. And this whole bar of food and all this and I'm just thinking, why are we here? And so I thought, you know, he better be a mess when I walk back there, you know. <laughs> so, so I go back there and I sit down with him and he's like, hey, how you doing? Shaking my hand and all this kind of stuff. And I was just thought somebody's going to be all fell apart and all this. So we're eating. He goes, hey, lunch is on me and da, da, da and all that. And then he just starts I'm thinking, it doesn't look like anything's wrong with him. But I'm there. I'm trying to do a good thing and all that stuff. And um he tells me, he said, so I heard you got your building. And I said, yes, sir, we did. God's good. It took a while to, you know, we had to just press through and, and do it. And I said, but God, give it to us. And he said, um, well, do you have anything to put in it? You got your walls up? And, you know, I said, no. He said, you got your, uh, you got your chairs? No. Uh, you got any uh, screen or anything to put your stuff up and all this? You, no. Uh, no, I don't got that either. You got to have a sweeper to sweep the place. And I was like, no, I don't have that either. And then more he went on and on. I was like, my gosh, I don't have anything. I got the building, but I don't have no, But I tried to just stay positive, and I thought, wow, he's just asking me all this stuff, and I don't have any of that. And he goes, well, what are you going to do about it? And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I came all the way over here to try to help this man. And I said, well, God's going to supply, sir. He's going to supply. And he says, okay. He said, well, I bet you're wondering why you're here. I said, oh, I just felt like you probably needed to talk. Well, no, that wasn't really it. And I was like, okay. He goes, me and my wife, we felt that we've watched your life, and we need to give you a gift to try to help you now get some stuff. And this has probably been 15, 20 years ago, probably 20 years ago now. So it was a lot more money stretched a lot farther than this. But he goes, I'm going to give you some money. We're going we're gonna to write you a check to help you out. And I said, well, sir, you know, you don't have to. No, no, God spoke. So I'm sitting there, you know, and, and they sit there forever, and they've got their little checkbook out, and it's nobody else in the whole building, and I'm sitting there trying to keep drinking tea and eating food and all this while they're trying to decide. They're going back and forth, and they're whispering, and, and she goes like this, and, she, and I'm just looking around and <laughs> all this. And so he reaches me a check, and I just, you know, I never did look at stuff in front of people when they gave it to me, so I just folded it and put it in my pocket. And uh, he says, ain't you going to look at that? And I was like, oh, you, do you want me to look at this? And he goes, well, yeah, that's kind of why you're here, so I want you to look at it. And this is what he told me on the way, uh, when he was trying to write the check. He goes, this is what he told me. He said, that we're going to do, write you something. And as serious as he could be, he said, how does $10 sound? And I was like, it's a blessing. <laughs> Praise God. I think an I drove in nine foot of snow with no windshield wipers, and I'm coming in here. But I didn't say none of that. I'm like, $10 is good, sir. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. And I thought, I'm going to pray harder next time I ever leave, if I'm supposed to go or not. And so he said, uh, well, here it is. And that's when I put it in my pocket. He goes, ain't you going to look at it? And I'm thinking, it's $10. You know, how long do I have to look at that to be convinced I've got 10 bucks? And he said, no, go ahead and look at it, son. And I pulled it out. 
and he wrote me a check. For back then, it was a lot of money. And he wrote for a small church like us. He wrote me a check for $10,000. And he said, here, son. See, God has always set me up all my life with stuff. Helped me out, even in the hard times. He said, go build your church, son. He goes, and I told my wife, he said, if you hadn't been faithful and I watched your life, if you hadn't done this and been faithful, he said, he'd have never seen this money and he said, he said, I also told my wife that, he said, if Brother Johnny only knew that tomorrow night we're going to call him and we're going to give him $10,000, he goes, and it's supposed to snow heavy. He said, uh, if Brother Johnny only knew that, he'd never sleep. I said, well, if Brother Johnny knowed, I told him, if Brother Johnny knowed you was going to give me $10,000, I'd have come over the night before and slept between the two of you. <laughs> So, um, so, so we had uh, my, my son Landon and Lashana at first, and then the third pregnancy we had, um, we had a little boy, his name was uh, Caleb, and uh, I named him after myself, uh, Caleb John Wesley, after myself and our pastor that led me to the Lord. But we went to the hospital to have Caleb, and he was dead. And you know, it was just a very, very deep, hard time in our life. And um, people would even tell us, you know, don't have any more, don't have any more. And, I, and to this day, I don't understand it. I don't, I don't know. But I do know uh, we'll see him again for sure. We yeah. really will. Yeah. We'll see him. So I'm thankful for that yeah, because for me, heaven will just be sweeter to get to see one of my kids I never got to know, you know. And the Bible said we're going to know him, you know. So I'm thankful for that, but that was hard. And then the very next child come along was Ethan. And we were, you know, worried. People didn't even want us to have any more children, but we were, people was worried that something would happen to him. And uh, so when he was born, as soon as he was born, his lung collapsed. They had to rush him to Akron Children's Hospital. And I said, God, I can't go through this again. We just can't. And I remember him being in an incubator and I would, he was so tiny and I would put my finger in his little hand and he would hold my hand and, and me and him would pray together. <laughs> and he was just a little skin and bones thing, just tiny. And I would pray over him and every day I said, I give him up to live, Lord, and not to die. I will not go through this again, Lord. I don't understand everything, but I never blame you, Lord, but this child shall live and not die. So they, I was, went back, and my wife was in another hospital. I went back to the hospital, and she said, how is he? And I would always tell her, he's doing good. He's doing good, but they never gave me a good report on Ethan. So I went ahead, and I uh, was going back to the car, and there was a woman out there, and I'm just crying in the parking lot. And there's a little Pentecostal woman pulled up, she said, what's the matter? And I began to tell her the story. And we're in the middle of the parking lot. I'm crying. She's crying. And she said, well, we're going to pray right now. And so we prayed together in the middle of that parking lot. It was, he was 10 days old. 
We prayed in the middle of that parking lot. They never give me a good report. I said, is he going to make it? They'd say, we just don't know, Mr. Boggs. And we prayed and we prayed. And uh, so she said, you believe God? I said, I do believe God. I felt something take place. And I went home. My mother had the other kids. And I went in there and I said, Mama, I said, something's good going to happen. All of a sudden, the hospital called my mother's house. Back in, you know, they wasn't no cell phones and all. They called my mother's house and they gave, she gave me the phone. And the hospital told me, Mr. Boggs, we need to tell you something. Probably about an hour ago, when I was in the parking lot praying, she says, probably about an hour ago, she said, your little boy Ethan almost died on us. She said, we almost lost him. Everything dropped, everything went. She says, but all of a sudden, everything is completely normal in him. Everything, all his heart rate, his blood pressure, everything that they had been treating him for. They said, we don't know what happened, but this is the true story. They said, come get your baby. And I drove up there to get him, and they handed him to me. And there was a, so just a real quick story. We was in Michigan, and I was real heartbroken after Caleb had died, and my friend, uh, Glenn played drums for me. They wanted to go to yard sale and stuff while we was up there singing. I said, I can't do it, y'all. I just don't feel like it. I can't do it. So they went. Glenn found this little t-shirt and it had stain on it and all that. And he said, Johnny, pray over this t-shirt. God will fill it with another baby. And that touched me that somebody believed in us and what we would do. And I took that t-shirt and I took it home with me, and I would tell Debbie Lynn, me and her pray over it every day, Lord, you're going to fill this shirt up with a baby. And it wasn't a good shirt and all this kind of stuff. It was just kind of stained up. My sister said, well, uh, well, they was all praying. Well, then when Ethan come along and he was born, the nurse went to uh, go put a shirt on him, and we had washed that shirt all up, and... Uh, my, my sister gave it to me. She cleaned it up real good. And so we went up there, and they said, we're going to get your baby dressed. And they said, we got some little clothes here for him. And I said, no, man. Put this shirt on that child. We prayed over this shirt so he would live and not die. I need the first thing he wears to be that shirt. And they said, absolutely. The nurses was crying. They put him in it. I was hugging all over him. Then I had to whoop him for scaring me to death. I'm like, I'm gonna whoop you right now. <laughs> no. So anyhow, so we, so the cool part about it is what I think is so cool. When Judah Paul was born, Ethan and Lena took that same shirt and put it on Judah Paul. So when the devil thought he had us, come on. God said, watch what else I'm fixing to do. Yeah. Woo, God. Hey, Jesus. Hallelujah. How many know he's still God? How many know he always will be God? <laughs> Sing this little song we do in God is still God's son. Maybe you're in here today and maybe there's some stuff in your life that you just feel like it's going to take God to get me through it. 
I've been there many times where in the physical or the financial or even the mental or whatever state, it would take God, whoo, Jesus, to get me through it. I praise God. Has he ever got you through it in here? Has he ever got you through it? So this is a song that God gave to me many years ago after being through so many things. And he said, son, just get you a piece of paper and write these words down. And I wrote it down and it just talked about God is still God. Cause he's always been God to me. Woo, Jesus. Whatever you're facing today, and then I'm gonna sing, whatever you're facing today, know this, if you have marriage trouble, you got teenager trouble, you got a bad report from the doctor, you got whatever's going on, amen, at the workplace or in the family, you got stressed out, praise God, they, you, you can't seem to make ends meet, all this kind of stuff. Know this, if you serve God, hallelujah, he will always be God. He will always be God in your life. Look at your neighbor and tell him, Woo, he is always gonna be God in your life. Tell somebody, hold on. Tell somebody, don't give up, praise God. And these last days, my friend, mm, the troubles seem to never end. As I look around and see, friends have forsaken me because I took a step. Jesus, they say I am wasting time, but I say he's a life church and he's mine. Woo! Oh, no matter what men say, if you're looking for a way, church, God is still God. Always will be. God is still God today, and He still washes sins away. Aren't you glad? And He heals, and He sets free. He supplies every single one of my needs. Church, God still reigns, and I like right here yeah he touches a heart that's been broke and he can mend up a shattered hope hallelujah oh no matter what men say he's a live church and he's well today God is still God this sometimes you feel all alone and the world has left you on your own look here and you feel so out of touch by all your friends who had meant so much you ever been there do they really care
God for you today. And Easter washes all the sins away. And he heals. Church, aren't you glad? And he sets free. He supplies every one of my needs. Woo! Awesome. Some kind of healing is taking place right in there. Somebody lift your hand. Receive that healing. Oh! Been broke. Yes, hallelujah. He can mend up a shattered hope. I'm so glad. Oh, no matter what men say, woo, he's alive and well today. Do you need salvation? Do you need a miracle? Do you need a healing? Whatever you need, he's here. Oh, yes. Oh, no, no matter what men say, he's alive and well. Everybody thankful for the faithfulness of God. Yes. With eyes closed all over the room, if you don't know Jesus, the same Jesus that met him in the 70s can meet you here this hour. I don't know what you may be facing, but you need to be reminded that God is still God. God has not lost track of you. God has his hand on you, and you can walk out of here strengthened today that whatever you may be facing, God, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. If you're in this room and you don't know Jesus, do me a favor right now. Don't leave this room without saying yes or recommitting your life. Maybe you've drifted away. I want to count to three. And that Holy Spirit you're sensing drawing you right now is the God of heaven and earth who knows your name, who doesn't want you to walk out of this building without saying yes to him. Are you ready? I want you to raise your hand nice and high. You say, Pastor Ethan, I've been, I need to rededicate my life today. If that's you, I want you to just raise your hand. Are you ready? One, two, three. Three. One, two, three hands. I see three hands already. Four hands. Come on, church. People giving their lives to Jesus, five hands, six hands, seven hands. Come on, give God glory. Are you ready to pray this prayer? Let's pray it all together. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Wash me clean with your blood. I want to follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. If you believe it today, put your hands together. Give God a big praise. Are you thankful for Pastor John Boggs, everybody? Are you done? Are you done, like, soaking up all the attention today? <laughs> for now. My father's going to be in the lobby greeting, so why don't you start heading that way now? Get off the stage already. No, I'm just kidding. I'm so thankful for spiritual legacy. I'm very thankful. I'm very thankful. 
I'm going to give him a little bit of a head start to get to the lobby. He would love, trust me, he'll hug and love and pray with whoever wants prayer today. We have child dedication between services, so I'm going to have to do that. But my father's going to be out there greeting everybody he can. Can I pray with you today? Aren't you great? Wouldn't it feel good today? God is good. Just a reminder that you can give on your way out. You can give online and the ways to give are on the screen. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your strength for all these years. Many of us can relate to that story today. And Father, I pray that you just continue to be with us and we can trust you in this hour. In Jesus' name, And this church said, amen. God bless you guys. We'll see you soon.